Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is very simply to help you develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. A very Merry Christmas season to you. I'm so glad to have you here today. Before I start, I want to say a big congratulations to Mariah Thompson, who won the Favorite Things giveaway. Uh, I was excited to put that in the mail, and I hope that you enjoy the little treasures that are inside. Thank you to everybody who participated in that fun little project. As previously mentioned, for the month of December, I'm really just sharing a journal entry, something that I've written over the years during my own devotional time, my own healing journey, just a little thought and all on the story of the incarnation. The incarnation is such a beautiful story that God became Emmanuel, God with us. And I hope that during this season, you're reaching out to those around you, that you're asking God for his eyes to see those who may be lonely, those who may be hurting, those that could use a helping hand during the holidays. It really does make the season so much brighter. One of the things that I'd like to point out about the entry that I'm going to share today is that sometimes as I read the Bible, God kind of highlights words. A word will just jump off the page at me, or it will just be in my mind throughout the day, throughout the week. And so I'll do a little study on it. It's just something that I've noticed at times. Again, this does not happen every day. I don't always have grand bursts of inspiration. I don't even always have highlighted words. But when it does happen, it's a good time to stop and take note of it A lot of times, daily Bible reading and prayer is just daily. Again, it's a routine, it's discipline, because you know that it's doing things deep in the core of your soul because it's the Word of God and it's powerful. Prayer is communication with your Creator and it's powerful just by nature of what it is. Even if you don't have those inspirational moments, it's truth. And I just wanted to remind you of that. But sometimes, again, when God does highlight a word, it's good to stop and take note of that word. The entry that I'm going to read today is not what we typically think of as the Christmas story itself, but it's another story that's recorded in Luke chapter 1. It's the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth, who were godly people, and they were the parents of another miracle baby, John the Baptist, who was the long-prophesied forerunner of the Messiah. If you're not familiar with this story, you can find it in Luke chapter 1, beginning right in the beginning of the chapter. And it would be a great thing to read that story, either pause right now and read it just for a little bit of context before listening to the entry, or read it when we wrap up this episode. Again, Luke chapter 1, verse 1, the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth begins. Today's unedited entry is called Barren. 
Every once in a while, a particular word will pounce on you as you read the Word of God. It will leap off the page or roam around in your mind for a few days or a few hours. Such has just occurred. Last night, in new member class, Andrew taught on fruit, and while he read, 1 Peter 1.8 kept popping into my head. For if these things, faith, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, patience, endurance, godliness, brotherly affection, and love be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. That was last night. On to this morning. I was reading Luke 1, and I noticed the beautiful compliments spoken of Zechariah and Elizabeth in verse 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments of the Lord blameless. Wow, what an amazing testimony of their lives. But then, verse 7, the very next words state, And they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were now well stricken in years. Wait, what? They live blameless lives before God until old age, and they are forced to face the pain and heartbreak of a barren womb? It is very easy to rush past things in Scripture, but if you stop for a moment, the line, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, is jam-crammed with human emotion and experience. It was not just a sentence for her. It was more than likely longing and aching. It was probably pain, loneliness, and emptiness of the highest degree. That simple sentence possibly represented thousands of tears. Barren, empty arms, and a hollow heart. That sentence, which is just a line for me, was years of heartbreak and questions for her. But it was against that dim and painful backdrop that God lifted the sentence that had been placed on her life and gave her a child. Not just any child, but John the Baptist, who would herald the way for Jesus. Not only was her personal pain relieved, but she played an integral role in the unfolding of the greatest miracle of all time, the Creator becoming a Savior. When Gabriel appears to Mary with news that she will be the birthplace of redemption, it is Elizabeth's miracle that the angel offers as proof of the impossible. And behold your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. The angel uses a situation that Mary was probably personally aware of, Elizabeth's barrenness, and a miracle she was not yet aware of, Elizabeth's babiness, as evidence of God's ability to orchestrate the unimaginable. Elizabeth's barren condition became the background for a story so unexpected that it became the confirmation and final bolster of faith that Mary needed before she spoke the words, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Elizabeth had been defined by the word barren. The angel states, who was called barren. After she conceived John, her own words show the depth of heartache she had endured. Thus the Lord has done for me in the day when he was gracious unto me to take away my disgrace among people. The years of a barren womb had left scars on her heart. 
She had been defined by the word and in her old age had probably drawn the conclusion that barren would be the epitaph of her life. No legacy, no posterity, unmet expectations, unfulfilled dreams, shattered hopes. Yet just as stars shine more brightly against a dark sky, miracles shine more brightly against a bleak scene, a black backdrop. The power of God reversed the definition she had lived under for years. Baron was no match for the Creator. Since the second verse in the Bible, he has been working with formlessness and emptiness. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Genesis 1 2. His creative force knows no limits. Dark definitions and circumstantial limits will never stop God from working when he's ready to work. The pain she endured and the thing, the word barren that had defined her became just the sort of setting he needed and desired to work in. As a result of her faithful walking through years of pain and shame, beautiful things happened. One, she received her miracle. Two, God reversed what had defined her. Three, Mary was offered proof of the impossible and journeyed to stay with Elizabeth during her pregnancy. Four, she is the first person that has the words filled with the Holy Ghost proclaimed over her life in Luke 1.41. And five, through the power of God, she speaks a prophetic proclamation over Mary, which undoubtedly soothed many of the questions the young mother of the Messiah was contemplating. There are undoubtedly many other conclusions to draw out of Elizabeth's story, but as I thought of her story, it occurred to me that every woman in the Bible who had known the definition barren placed on their lives, with the exception of one, Michal, had ultimately given birth to a person of great destiny and impact. Each woman who had dealt with the pain of empty arms and a hollow heart had ultimately seen the miraculous unfold and felt joy overshadow suffering. Sarah was finally given Isaac. Rebecca held twins, Esau and Jacob. Rachel ushered in Joseph and Benjamin. The wife of Zorah gave birth to Samson. Hannah offered Samuel back to God. And Elizabeth's once locked womb nurtured John, the forerunner of Jesus himself. Barren, literal in these cases. Each story is proof that sometimes God withholds for the purpose of birthing something or someone at exactly the right moment. He allowed barren so that fruitful would be a miracle. Sometimes barren is literal, and sometimes it is not. We can walk in barren seasons, dark, lonely places where God is not performing to our expectations. He can withhold many things, maybe a child, maybe a spouse, maybe a home or a job, maybe friendship. Maybe love and security in marriage. Maybe a ministry for which the door has not seemed to open. Maybe a family. Maybe could be followed by a million things. But whatever that barren place is in a heart, a life, whatever has defined your existence is simply the place where God is wanting to work his best and brightest miracle. Don't etch the epitaph on your gravestone just yet. Baron may be just the backdrop that he's looking for to work your greatest healing and make room for kingdom impact. Baron is beautiful when you see it as a black backdrop for a miracle. All that from a little word that pounced on me. 
I sort of like pouncy words. Today, that was just a little thought on the words spoken by the angel to Mary, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I don't know what impossibilities you're facing today in your life, but I know that they are not impossibilities for God. He's sovereign, and he doesn't always live up to our expectations or our desires for him to perform, but our faith is not in his performance, but in his ability And when he doesn't perform to our expectations, we just continue to trust him and we continue to worship him because he is able. What he has promised, he is able also to perform. And it is really the most difficult aspects of our lives and the places that so many times feel unproductive or barren that are often the birthplaces of the greatest intimacy with him and the most beautiful storylines of our lives. So don't despise your barren places. Don't despise your impossibility. He's doing some of his best work right there. I truly believe that. So thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. Merry Christmas. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.